Hi there. This week's episode includes discussions of death and may not be appropriate for all audiences. Parental discretion is advised. Just Judy the Podcast, presented by Just Judy Productions. Hi there. I'm your host, Fondue. In this week's episode, we're going to talk about death cheese. Holy cow. Death and cheese. <gasps> death by cheese. No. And funeral potatoes. What? And of course, we tell a very scary, <gasps> I mean cheesy joke. <sighs> Stay tuned to the first half of our Halloween edition. Episode 23. <laughs> In an article in atlasobscura.com, we answer the age-old question, what would you serve at your funeral? The article takes us to Jean-Jacques Zaffries, I'm sorry, (laughs) John, his basement in Grimmitz, Switzerland, where he has several old wheels of cheese. He's keeping alive an old tradition of keeping a wheel of cheese to be eaten at your funeral. Really? Swiss anthropologist Yvonne Pricework arrived to conduct fieldwork in this area to study how mountains isolate valleys and villages. In her 1992 paper called Death, the Priest, the Woman, and the Cow, Chronicle (laughs) of Research in the Village, (laughs) visitors were frequently appalled by the practices and called the locals barbaric, saying that they descended from the Huns. But the truth is, in order to survive, the villagers had to preserve nutrient-dense food. So milk was abundant in the summer, and they made giant wheels of cheese. Cooking and aging the cheese ensured that they had a source of food for the winter. The paper recognizes how important the cow was to the mountain peasant, and it manifested in this particular area in elaborate funerals. After a death, bells were removed from the cows so that they could also mourn. Families added a quote, picnic of the dead to the Uh. casket, which included a bottle of wine, bread, and cheese, as well as sturdy boots as ghosts were rumored to wander the glaciers after dark. (laughs) The paper also goes on to say that funeral guests were told, come to the meal because the dead man has left enough. (laughs) The paper goes on to tell us that leaving enough required planning. Right. And there was the cheese of the dead. So everybody had a wheel of cheese so that they had something to serve at their funeral. Wow. Then when someone passed away, the cheese was washed down with a local wine. And many of the towns modernized in the 1900s. And as of today, many of the people no longer have their wheel of death cheese. And apparently the story, Mr. Zuffrey, he actually forgot about the funeral cheese that they had until his grandmother died in 1940. And that's when his father found two very old wheels in their basement. They were engraved and they suggested a production year of 1870. Holy cow. And instead of eating it at that time, they decided to build a collection. So one of the wheels is now 149 years old. Wow. He says it's like a church relic. It's rock hard, leathery, with a glossy brown surface, reminiscent of a bog body. Yeah. And it's oily, and it has no moisture. He also has one from 1967 and 1992. Wow. His wish was to put it in a museum of cheese, but there's none in the area 
especially with any proper climate control. Our next article reads like a true crime story. (laughs) This sad story comes to us from the dailyrecord.co.uk. 36 years ago, George Murdoch was murdered. Oh, no. George was a taxi driver in Aberdeen, and the night that he passed away, he radioed to his control room to say he had picked up a customer. Half an hour later, witnesses spotted him being attacked. This murder led to a decades-long manhunt, and the murderer has never been found. Oh, no. The only evidence left was a cheese wire (laughs) found at the scene. Holy cow. In 2018... George's nephew, Alex McKay, offered a 10,000-pound reward for information, and he was hopeful that new forensic techniques could lead to a breakthrough. And apparently this case is among the longest murder probes in police Scotland history. Holy cow. If we have a sponsor for this week's episode, their ad will go right here. So, Cheesy, did you know that Cheese was once used as a weapon? Really? In an article on the website top10s.net. The article is Top 10 Times Food Was Used as a Weapon. And their information comes from a book called The Science of Cheese. Nice. All the way back in the 1800s, Dutch-type cheeses were frequently used to feed sailors on long voyages. Really? They were often coated with wax to prevent them from drying out. Wow. Gouda would frequently come in wheels, weighing anywhere from 1 to 88 pounds, and Edam would come in spheres, weighing about 4 pounds. Wow. In 1841, Commodore John H. Coe of the Navy of... Montevideo, Uruguay, was having a battle with Admiral William Brown's force from Buenos Aires. Oh, no. During the battle, Commodore Coe ran out of cannonballs. Oh, no. But rather than back down, he had to get creative. Yeah. And do you know what he used, Cheesy? Cheese? That's right. He used the sphere-shaped Edam cheese. Holy cow. Apparently, he ordered that they load the cheese into the cannons And it also hadn't aged well. They say it was so hard that a lieutenant broke a carving knife trying to cut it. (laughs) If you can imagine the warfare of the time, iron cannonballs were typically fired at close range at enemy ships, and they were set to try to damage the wooden hulls. So they fired the cheese, and apparently it exceeded their expectations. Really? One of the balls of cheese struck the main mast, and sent shrapnel everywhere. A couple of the cheese cannonballs tore holes in the sails. And they say one flew through a porthole, shattered, and it killed two sailors. They worked so well that Commodore Coe's opponent retreated and sailed away. In 2009, an episode of Mythbusters attempted to show whether or not the cheese fired from a cannon at 30 feet could put a hole in a sail. Needless to say, a cannonball made of cheese made for some great TV. A link to the episode is in our show notes. Did you know that there is a dish called funeral potatoes? Funeral potatoes. What? That's right. According to the website, Deseret.com, in an article called Funeral Potatoes, A History of the Latter-day Saint Staple. Okay. They say that no one really knows who created the dish, but that the Relief Society of the Church is given credit for serving funeral potatoes at luncheons. Okay. I believe I've had something very similar to this called cheesy potatoes, and they've always been served at potlucks. Yeah. 
Yeah. The article goes on to say that potato purists often stick with the classic cubed potato, cheese, sour cream, Mm. and some type of canned cream soup topped with cornflakes. Yum. The topic of these dishes have been part of a big debate. Really? Some people have rejected the cornflakes. Oh, no. They instead turn to panko breadcrumbs or crushed Ritz crackers. They indicate others have even added bacon, (laughs) mushrooms, or frozen peas. Okay. Many of today's recipes call for frozen hash browns Mm. or frozen cubed potatoes. Yum. They even go on to say that some people make it into a southwestern dish where they add gourmet salsa Mm. or crushed tortilla chips. Yum. These potatoes were so popular that in the 2002 Winter Olympics in Salt Lake City, funeral potatoes had their own commemorative pin. Whoa. And... They've even become a popular staple among preppers. Really? According to NPR.com, Utah-based Augustin Farms calls itself a pioneer in the survival food business. They created emergency pouches of funeral potatoes featured in their Facebook ads. And do you know what their motto is? No. (laughs) Potatoes to die for. Oh, my. But I don't know about you, Cheesy. If you've ever had what I call cheesy potatoes, you'd know they were a great food. Yum. A recipe will be placed in our show notes this week. I'm ready for a joke fondue. You got it, Cheesy. Why was the cheese scared to open the closet? I don't know. Because they heard there was a monster inside. Uh. Get it? (laughs) Monster, like the cheese? I get it, but it's super silly. I know. I can't help it. I thought it was a little bit cheesy. Thanks for listening to Just Scary. I mean, Just Cheesy, the podcast. Thank you. Join us next week for our second Halloween episode, (laughs) Season 2, Episode 24. Stay cheesy, everybody.